We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work, use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging, so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster, 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash hack it out. Just go to Indeed.com slash hack it out right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash hack it out. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. They're struggling with your chipping. Maybe can we go as far as to say the chipping yips? I've struggled with my chipping. It was one of my strongest points, went to one of my weakest. Greg, I know you haven't struggled with your chipping. Your chipping stayed pretty constant and sharp for all your life, isn't it? Yeah, pr- pretty much, mate. Yeah, struggle with some shots here or there, but, you know, I haven't yeah. not to the level we're talking about here today. Yeah, absolutely. And Lou, I think your chipping's quite solid, you often mention, isn't it? You've not really had a wobble in your chipping, have you? No, I've never had a wobble in my chipping. Um, chipping is, short game's always been, you know, for my skill level, it's always been pretty decent. Yeah, yeah. I, I've good. seen I mean, people struggle with it, though. And it, it is not it fun to see. I remember when Tiger went through it. And yeah, that mm-hmm. was that was painful to watch. That must have been so hard for you to watch. Must have <laughs> triple <laughs> hard for me to watch. Yeah, yeah. I love that he's like. I've seen so many people struggle. Remember Tiger did it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah that, it's funny. Isn't it? He yeah. still leaves me scarred. But that, yeah, I've had his whole that, world did it. <laughs> my whole world stopped for a few uh, for a few months there. <laughs> What's when, gonna happen? struggle struggle. But yeah, seeing friends go through it is, is yeah. You painful. have as well. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's really common. It's yeah. way more common than people talk about. Um, I've had my struggles with it and I'm kind of feeling much more confident now. And I'll talk about some of the things I did to help me go through it. But um, I wouldn't say it was yips, but I definitely went from it being one of the bits of the game where I would want everyone around the green. Like if I'm hundred yards in, I just want people watching, stand by the screen, watch me do this. I'm quite good at this to a point because we film every round where I was like, Oh God, I hope that's in that bunker. I hope that's not 40 yards short. What, or 20 just yards quickly. Short what, what was the transition? Was there a moment or was it just a slow bleeding of it was a skill? slow, it was a slow bleeding. What's interesting for my game. So I hit a lot of greens in regulation. So I don't practice my, chi- I, I don't get to practice golf very much at all. I practice loads as a kid, got my game sharp and then you start teaching and then me filming. Now I don't actually practice. Um, my long game can, I don't need to think I can just kind of basically keep it going. I don't, I'm quite lucky. I don't have to work and it's still reliable. Uh, I would hit a lot of greens in around 12 to 16. Like I just would not miss many greens and the ones I did, I could often part or I'm in a bunker. So I could go a month and not hit a chip shot. So I just, Mm. it was just a complete stop of that discipline ever being practiced of any degree. And then all of a sudden I'm like, 
in Thailand filming and we're on slightly dormant grass and I've got to go over a bunker and it's like 25, 27 yards and I, it, you know, I duff it. It's four mm. yards in front of me. And I think, well, I'd never have done that. I would have read the lie better. I'd have seen the shot better. And then it just kind of, right, my next chip in two weeks' time, oh, I don't know what's going to happen. Am I going to duff this one? Am I going to get a good one? So it was... um. It was a gradual bleed of me just kind of stopping that discipline, I think. Right. Um, but I see it time and time again with students, like more than any of them. And what's so amazing with students is they still want to come and work on their driver. What should we work on today? A driver. Uh, okay, let's go, you know, if we play some holes or I watch them at a few shots. And they're, oh, I can, we can do our chip in another day. Let's just get working on this driver because I hit some out of bounds or whatever. And I think, well, you know, the driver could be worked on, but your chipping is frightening me. Like, right. surely you don't want to have a look at that. Um, it, it's more common than you think. Middle-aged men, which is my bread and butter for teaching. Um, I'm sure it would be the same with middle-aged women as well. But middle-aged men is what I've got my kind of what reference of more. Just so many of them, just they hate it. They start to really wobble. Strike just disappears, basically. Now, Strike. are you talking about, now let's talk a little bit about like your definition of like the yip kind of, are you talking about straight off the gate, they can't pull the club back or? No, I more just transitioning. Unfair. Yeah. Yeah. Like super you quick into transition and that kind of stuff. It's a small percentage that you would say you would use the word yip. So it's chipping yeah. where they are mentally stuck and they've got no control. Like it's almost like when you watch someone who's got the definition of the yips, it's like they've almost got an electric shock that goes through them at certain points. You can literally see the wobble go through them or they can't pull it back and things like that. That's rarer, but you do see chipping degrade and degrade into just Dunchville. And predominantly, it's technically based for lots of people. Like, you can get them out of it. You can get them out of it. Um, yips, not as much. Have you seen many people with the actual, what you would class as yips, Greg? Chipping. Um, Chipping, yeah. No, not not, not really, no. I've seen it in putting quite a bit. But yeah. with chipping, it was more just really just poor technique. Yeah. Um, that, you know, that you know, manifested itself in sort of this messy, really diggy action. And, you know, the what was what I always find interesting in this discussion is sometimes when you put those same position people in a spot that doesn't push their buttons as much, like a little bit of fluffy rough, yeah. the action sometimes improves. Yeah. You know, because the, or the, certainly the motion and the flow and the rhythm of it, whatever you want to call it, the speed of which they move. Yeah. Um, that can improve. But, yeah, I've, I've dealt with a couple of people like that. Um, it's, it, it makes the game. I, I've had a, one student who I just, who just recently, I recommended your chipper and, okay. uh, and I Good. sent it to him because he was thinking about quitting. And I said, Oh, Mate, it is. Yeah. Yeah. It, it kills it people's enjoyment. Yeah. He just, he practiced hard. He practiced pretty poorly to be fair. He didn't do a very good job of sort of changing his motion. Um, yeah. but anyway, he, he went to the chipper and he's just shot. He's just told me at his best score the other day and he's happy. And that's, uh, that's uh, the, uh, to me, that's the goal. Like you want to enjoy the game, right? Correct. That's what it's about. It doesn't have to be pretty. Um, it's just about getting out and playing. Um, yeah, that's really good to hear, Greg. I mean, I agree. And people laugh at the chipper. It is for so many golfers. If you have got something that's making it not so much fun and chipping is so commonly one of those, because what's so frustrating with chipping, let's take a, 
you know, a, let's take a 550-yard par five. Some amateur hits two of their career best and gets within 20 yards of that green right down the middle, dunch it in the bunker, fat it out of the bunker, free putt. That makes them want to go home because they the, the two shots that they hit to get where they got, they're not going to do that very often. And then they go and do that around the green. Yeah. It make, They're like, oh, what's the point in being here? Like if I'm going to get good shots and then just literally, I might as well just pick my ball up and chuck it off a cliff. I'd have been happier. Um, that does make people want to go home. I, I totally hear you. So going to the chip is great for, if that's moving the needle for him, that's really, really good. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Yeah, he's he was he was quite happy. And and, and like we've always said, I, I we joke about some of that stuff amongst ourselves, but ultimately yeah. it's about enjoying the game. And yeah. and I, I'd use it if I was really battling. I'd be like, yeah, give me. I use extra bounce and I use all sorts of little tricks and tools I can to make life yeah. a little easier. That's yeah. just another tool. Just go grab totally. one. That's That'd be my take. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, one of the biggest things I found with people who did start to get wobbly, let's say rather than yips in their short game as they got to a certain age, it was a combination of Poor technique, like Greg just mentioned. So he uses the word diggy. So that's if you think if you think about a chip shot, you need to generally interact with the ground. So your club does need to interact with the ground to have a reliable chipping technique. You'll find the better chippers, their clubs interact with the ground like the poor chippers do, but they interact with the ground in a very inoffensive way. Like there's nothing really offending anything down there. It's a brush. It's a smoother action of interaction with the ground to the point that you could put Greg, a good chipper on a tightly mown green, and he could probably hit three or four chips in a similar area. And you wouldn't have known he's been there. He would interact with that grass, but it's totally inoffensive where the diggers, the people with the poor technique, they're going to not be able to stand anywhere near that green, let alone on it and chip it because they are just going to take chunks out of it. So if you are interacting with the ground, which you need to be, but your interaction with the ground is offensive. So think of offenses of offensive of actually moving that ground. Um, you pair that up with not much practice. That's where I see the crashes because the patterns I see are middle-aged guys. And what happens with middle-aged guys? They're not playing as much now. Hmm. They got families and work. So they got poor technique in their short game. They don't really practice it. They come for their lessons at the range and it pulls at the range. Um, and they're not playing as much. So you've just got this kind of snowball effect of not much practice and poor technique, and it ends in loads of crashing, and it makes them um, demoralised. Lou, is, is that sim- does that sound similar to your friends who have struggled with chipping? Is it that kind of model? Are they chunking the ground and scared to practice it, even those kind of people? I, I mean, I, I, I technique certainly doesn't help, but to me, in, in the things I've seen in the past, I, I think anyone that gets the yips um mentally uh, you know mental game is the biggest contributor to to the yips i think at least from what i've seen um and and when i consider yips i i don't just mean you know i didn't hit that that pitch or chip all that great it's i'm continuing to put the hosel on the ball time after time after time again or i'm blading it 
over the green from 15 yards away every single time I pull the club back a club back on a chip and i've seen that i've seen guys go through that and it was really it was just mental we had a a guy who i played a ton of golf with years ago a former d1 player won our club championship as many years as he played he pretty much won the club championship every year and something happened where he had a funky lie and we talked about it Um, we talked about it at length he had a funky lie around the green and he bladed one and it went over and it ended up going out of bounds it went down a hill and it went out of bounds it was close to the green and it completely rattled him and he got to a point where if he was within eight to ten yards of the edge of the green he was putting even yeah. it, when it was in the rough, I mean, he was taking his putter out and smashing down on the ball with his putter and bounce trying to it. pop it and bounce it through the rough, yeah. eight, 10, 12 yards away. It was, yeah. it was incredible to watch, you know, this guy, you know, he was a plus two and he would just strike it beautifully. And if he yeah. missed a green, you're like, oh, here, 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 here yeah. the fun is about to start. So just <laughs> wait till you see this. Um, stand by your beds here we go yeah, stand did he by. recover it he eventually he... recovered yeah he absolutely recovered um and he got past it and it lasted that summer it probably lasted two months in that summer where every time i played with him if he didn't hit the green it was he might make he might make a triple like if he didn't yeah. hit the green yeah, and yeah, he, yeah. And he tried to we talk about it too. Did he recover? Is he okay? <laughs> yeah, it is. It's like that though, isn't it? It's, I you see it with, it? <laughs> I've seen it with club pros. I've seen it with club pros who still play. Decent hitters, great. And then they get to a certain age and they just, their chipping goes. I've played with a club pro. He probably doesn't listen to this pod, but I see him quite a lot still now. And he would putt around bunkers. So I played with, yeah. I'm He's not a club joking. pro, really? Yeah, he drove. There was a we played a course locally in an event. You can drive the green, it's par four. I'm like front right, just chipping on. He was front left, but there's a bunker front left, like where and then there's a big drop to go over. You've got to hit a half decent chip. And this turf that this course on is like it's on top of a hill, it's really tight, doesn't grow. You know, like it's lovely turf if you can chip, if you can't, it's horrible. He parted around the bunker. People told me he had issues. I didn't know, and he, I literally went sideways. So he literally, he was, he was bunker high. He did, literally went right and then just went straight. I've never seen anything like. Isn't it. an amazing game? He, he just, just said, "I game. am not going over." Yeah, not happening today. Because <laughs> like, look, he's if he bladed it, which he probably he would have a fat in the bunker, which wouldn't be such a disaster because he he could do bunkers. He was scared of blading it, and it was all heather behind the green. He'd have lost his ball. He'd have just lost right. his ball. He went sideways. And have to hit the same shot again after that. He just probably. went for the par. He went for the par. Yeah. But, yeah. I mean, if you think about it, what was interesting is he could he, he he could hit his drive anywhere but that one spot. There is one bunker front left of this green. So anywhere the same to the right of that bunker, he would have been fine. So he was just like, in that situation, he got completely done. But I just remember saying to myself and thinking to myself, I don't think I could play golf doing that. I would have to fix that or I think I would stop. I wouldn't want to have that level of panic knowing that there are certain spots on the course I just can't go in or because it, it, it ends. Yeah. Because um, you're out did, there for too long. This was the we, third hole he did this on. Yeah. Third hole. Did, have we talked about uh, in the past I looked, I used Arcos data and I looked at amateur players different skill levels and i looked at them with a full wedge in their hand you know from around 100 yards and then i looked okay. 
how they did between 40 and 50 yards. There's a lot of people out there that will say, and I know we're talking about chipping and around the green here, and I'm going to kind of lead up to that, but there's a lot of people that say, you know, I'm better off with a full wedge in my hand than I am, you know, from 40 or 50 yards and I'm going to do better. Um, And the reality is, is, you know, you're not, except there were a small percentage of a really small percentage of people, 4%, I think it was four or 5% of people that were better from a hundred yards than they were from 40 to 50 yards. Wow. And they were a lot better. Yeah. And, and then I took that subset of people that were horrible from 40 to 50 yards. And I looked at how they were around the green struggling. All of them had to be struggling with a serious case of the yips because they were horrific when they missed greens and had little pitch or chip shots around the green, close to the green. They were, they were horrible. And so I think that when you get a case of the, the yips, uh, with your chipping and pitching, it translates out to, you know, these oh, partial does, swings. The yeah. hundred percent. Um, it does. Yeah. It does. And I was surprised that even though it's a small number, um, you know, there were four, I want to say it was four or 5% of the people I looked at, we're talking about a lot of people that were, you know, absolutely in trouble if they, yeah. if they had a shot off from off the green inside of 50 yards. Yeah. Like they be, they better hope to be able to put putter on it because that's going to be their only option of hitting something that isn't going to ruin their round their of golf. Yeah, it's yeah. so hard mentally too, isn't it? Because you, you just know as soon as you hit the previous shot and you end up with that shot that pushes your buttons, you're just dreading it the whole time. Oh, yeah. You know? And there'd be some Hangs people probably you. dreading it the night before. Oh, I hope I don't have any of those tomorrow. Yeah. You know, yeah. Like, it's yeah. just, just such a mind bender. So hard yeah. for people. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. So let's talk a little bit about ideas on how to help people with these situations. I did a few things that definitely moved the needle for me. Um, it was becoming a bit of a joke on my videos. People like Matt, who I play with, he loved it because his chipping was good and mine went a bit wobbly and I generally could beat him if I wasn't chipping. And as soon as you got in a chipping place, it was a green light for him to start hammering me. He loved it. Um, but what I did, which really, this is going to sound so obvious. And when I say this out loud, I can't believe I have to even say it, but the thing that changed the needle for me was lockdowns. So I actually, when we locked down, I practiced my chipping every day. There was nothing else I could do. So I just went out in my garden and I just made it my point to find strike. Cause that's all what, that's what it came down to for these people who struggle with their chipping. It's generally not that they've got poor distance control. It's not that they can't throw a ball onto a target. If you give them a ball in their hand, they can chuck it onto a target as good as anyone. It's that they just lose strike, fats, fins. They can't get low point correct. Um, And then their knees go and they wobble and they hate it. I went out there and just found strike. So upping the level of practice back to I had when I was younger was one of the main things that shifted the needle for me. And that's, I know it sounds obvious, but you'll be amazed the amount of people who have chipping woes and they don't want to practice it. Do you know why they don't? Do you know why they don't want to practice it? Because they feel stupid. 
Because yeah. they go on a chip area. Yeah, keep doing and the if same Bob's thing on and, the yeah. other side in his nice chips, you can't chip towards him because you might fin at him or Jane's over there in hers and you go and shank one up by her ankles. It's embarrassing. Yeah. Um, a range, you can get in your little bay, swipe hard, ball disappears. No one's really watching each other's shots, but on a chipping green, it's high pressure stuff unless you get there on your own and you never know you're going to be on your own until you turn up. Mm. Um, so I would see people just stop practicing it. They would just remove it mm. from their life. And obviously, if you've got bad technique, a bit of a wobbly idea, that's just you got to. Uh, but it might be high pressure for more. someone like you. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, the next thing I did, which was really interesting, <laughs> is I actually on that point, I raised the pressure because what I started to find and I hated it is I got to a point in my practice where I could chip, no problem, like without thinking about it. I could just like, yep, nip, 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 nip. And then you put me in a situation with one go at it, and I think, oh, God, I feel a little bit anxious. Like So all that practice was not really doing anything. It had to then turn into – so all the practice was really good at the start to help me find a strike. I found it, some feelings to get strike. But then I started to find that you give me one go at it, on a variation of lies and landing spots and kind of um, drop-offs or not. So as in what happens to that shot if you do it a bad one compared to if it's like just going to collect or run away into a ditch or something. That was having a bigger effect. So what I started to do was consciously put myself in situations. So I would try and go to those chipping greens and I wouldn't chip from the nice lies when people were around. I would put it on the crap ones. I'd be putting it on the horrible lies and going come on, I've got to do this on these really tough situations. So I actually turned my practice into, for me, and it worked for me, into real punishment. I put myself into some of the nastiest situations where I would show myself up. And that really helped me in my mindset get into the one-offs. So in camera, when we're playing around and it has to happen, I think, well, I've hit way harder shots than this. I'm up for this. It was so interesting Mm. I just got into such a robotic stage of being able to do it. I wasn't obviously even thinking about how I was doing it. And then as soon as you made me think, like the wheels came off. So challenging the way you practice for lots of people would be huge. And that is, you just have to step up. I've done, I've never had the heebie-jeebies, but I've done something similar to that, where uh, one of the places I used to play at, um, they had a uh, chipping area. It wasn't really well manicured green. Um, and part of where this this chipping green was, there was a, a dirt pathway where all the maintenance carts would travel on. And it was dirt. It. it was just down yeah. to the dirt. Yeah. And I do get a little little squeamish when I find myself around the green on a really, really tight line. Tight one, yeah, um, yeah. Those are, especially if it's a little bit of a down slope, uh, maybe it's sitting down just a smidge, but very, very tight lies make me make me nervous. And I did similar to what you did. I went over and put balls on dirt and and would yeah. try to hit balls off the dirt. And yeah. um, I hit a lot of bad ones, but it, it certainly, uh, it helped me, um, helped me get a little better control of, you know, low point in that situation. So yep. yeah, it was, totally. uh, it was good practice. Yeah. Well, I mean, a few things happening there, which are, are really important points. One, if you're going to hit it off dirt, like you're doing, how you offend that dirt or not. So how your club interacts with that dirt is now like you've got two percent of a lit window that needs yeah. to be that's all you've got where you imagine you're in a nice kind of fluffy semi-rough line 
are you've probably got about a 60 percent window of kind of duff to not duff that you'll get away with so you're heightening your contact with the ground which is brilliant the other thing that it did for me and i don't know if it did the same for you lou um lots of anxiety comes from fear of the unknown so what happens is you kind of you just don't you're scared of what ifs what if i fin this what if i duff this like as if the world might end yeah what if you do it don't matter i'll just go over there and you'll walk over there and you can put it back probably so what it really helped me do is think yeah well if i do duff it it goes there and now it's on grass i can probably put it from there or i could seven iron run it over there it just put the whole anxiety much more to rest to me by putting me in these high field anxiety states and then i started to teach me like the anxiety is pointless i'm i'm putting these barriers in front of me they're not real i'm creating them in my head yeah. putting them in front of me and not going over them you've got to keep the but, game in context mark right? yeah so I, yeah be, i just yeah i just not kept the biggest putting deal myself in the world. Yeah. yeah i kept putting myself in situations i didn't want to be in where lots of people I think they avoid them. I don't want to be in that situation. Why would I go and practice it? I mean, how many people are listening to the pod? Say to yourself, I used to ask people who come to the range all the time. Um, people go to the range and practice shots they're good at and that they like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, like they bring their seven iron, their wedge and their driver. What, what's your worst shot? Oh, I'm rubbish with free woods from the deck. I know pros woods? that do that. Yeah. I know I, we all really? do like to Sunday. Oh, yeah. yeah. I know. Really? I, I'm, I'm surprised by that horrendous putter really poor putter you'd never see him on the green and if you did it was very unprofessional when he was on there yeah. it wasn't like he worked really well when he was there you watch him do his long iron stuff it was brilliant like he yeah. was a brilliant ball striker but he couldn't oh. putt from you know here to there um, yeah and he and consequently didn't want to yeah uh, it's because, common yeah didn't know what to practice and what to do to improve and so if he went to the putting green it almost felt pointless to him he's just going to miss yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah. definitely confronting those demons, a bit more practice, making it focused practice that works for you if it is putting you in those situations. Or for some people, it's not, you know, go and find a quiet corner. I'd say to people, look, chipping area is nice because you can see the ball roll out, but you can practice strike from that bit of grass over there when no one sees you. Just if you feel it's too much for you to come here and fin it around the green and you feel silly, just go over there. But don't not practice it. You've got to up get away from a target. Actually, is really good practice. Yeah, yeah a lot I, of people yeah. who are just trying to get conscious of strike. That's a really totally. good thing to do. Yeah. yeah, don't worry about the green or anything. Just hit it, chip onto the grass. Just hit a little chip yeah. and Break feel it. how that club interacts with the ground. That's just going to yeah. have such a, a good effect on your on your uh, take and uh, take all of your change and put it into your left pocket. Tie your <laughs> shoe into a double knot. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I've had I've had I've had some success with really you know poor chippers. Um, we changed to one one student. I just changed to a single overlap and like a putting motion. For, he was Ooh, really I bad. Just it. little chips. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just a single. Just change the grip, which sort of changes the way you think about things. It's yeah. less hinge then, um, yeah. and so less moving bits. I guess is one way to put yeah. it. And then yeah. like a putting motion, and we were able to just hit little poppy chips. He's not going to hit a flop shot with it, but. He, he's not at that level where he should yeah. be able to do that, I guess. 
yeah. a more experienced student, he was really terrible at a really poor transition, like really pull hard down and race down to the ball. Yeah. Um, and I got him, um, we did some one-handed stuff first, just practice swings. And then I got him to take off his pinky finger in his top hand off the club yeah. totally. And yeah, it, just, like it. It, just, it just stops that club from pulling down as, as much. There's a couple of little ideas that might be able to, you know, yeah, I like that. Yeah. to get a little practice in. We did a video once during my not feeling so confident with my chipping, and we played a match where we played left-handed. We used three of us, played left-handed clubs, and just played, you know, the wrong way around, Greg, you know, like some people play. And... Um, <laughs> Easy now. <laughs> and here you go, right? So my chipping was wobbly at the time, but you gave me a left-handed chip, no problem. Yeah. But I felt confident. And I basically was 10-finger gripping my left-handed shots. I didn't interlock. It made no sense. I just wanted, you know, you're always, well, not always, but I, most people are weaker when they swing the other way around. So I wanted all my fingers on the club to try and keep any kind of speed up. Um, and chipping just was, like, simple, left-handed so i went to a 10 finger grip that was the catalyst to my changing that's what really that with the lockdown made me change and in the start of lockdown i was still using a 10 finger baseball grip for my chipping got rid of all interlock and overlap um it allowed me to let the bottom hand run forward at the top hand a bit more when i was yeah. 10 fingered get a little less was, shuffling yep. yeah exactly yep. and get that bounce engaging and less offensive hits with the ground when I was interlocking and overlapping, I was almost holding off and feeling more like a traditional feel of an iron shot and got a little bit lead and edge leading because um, that's what I would do. I would, you know, offend the ground too much. So, yeah, moving grip. I love that one, Greg. It's amazing. You don't have to chip with the grip that you smash your driver with. You, If you've chipped better with a really weak grip or really strong grip or... I know some pros chipping backhanded. You know, yeah, so yeah. A couple, of, a couple of pros who are pretty good players. DJ's done it. Um, yeah. Peter Singer from Australia. A few guys yeah. have just changing it up, going back in and see what that feels and, like. And Fitzpatrick, he's there one hand go. lower yeah. that he's flipping his hands yep. on the club. And that's a re have you tried that? It's really interesting. It does yeah, feel I nice. Feel yeah, there's yeah. Some, some positives there. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, and it, if it works, it works. Um, the other big thing for me that I find which is key for so many students. So my lead arm, for me, my left arm was that's where the issue really manifested itself. I play with a very straight lead arm in my full game. Like I literally lock it at a dress and it gets quite like rock solid, quite soft in my trail, but my lead, I like to feel it quite straight. Um, and by having my lead arm so locked, it made me again so handle leany on the way through. I couldn't connect how the club was moving in the short shots to how my body was turning. Um, so I completely softened off my lead arm. It started, I literally connected my elbows to my shirt seams down my sides, basically. So think as if you put your elbows to your sides and then the club out in front of me and just hit loads of shots, kind of just rotating my body that absolutely transformed my low point, my consistency and my strike. And when I watch, yeah, when I watch students, Struggling with chipping, you see a lot of people pushing the club in straight lines towards the target. They push their arms out straight out towards the target rather than having the body rotating and the club kind of flinging out in front of them. And when you move that needle for them, you often see a shift in needle in their strikes. Very good. Very good. 
It's I'm going to have, have to give that a try now, Mark. It's a common pattern, that one. It's a common pattern. Um, I, on the uh, chipping topic, have have you seen the video? It just came out recently. Uh, Luke Curdenin, he's the uh, uh, the plague. The I forget what his title is over at Golf Digest. Golf.com. Um, Golf.com, I believe. No, he's at Golf Digest now. Um, is he? He's, okay. Yeah, he's the play editor he at was, Golf Digest. Yeah, and he was yeah. at Golf.com. He's at Golf yeah, Digest right. now. It was about Hovland and yes. how Hovland, did you see the video on Ch- Hovland's yes. chipping? Um, yes. His swing, um, and it did, the video is, is worth watching, and, and I'll try to summarize it in one sentence. But um, things in his swing, and I think he has an incredibly low closure rate, um, and that makes it harder for him to chip and pitch effectively is because of how low his closure rate is. Um, and I, they said on there that um, when he was at Ping, it's the lowest closure rate they've ever measured of anyone they've ever measured. And I think yeah. it was the lowest closure rate by a mile. Um, yeah. But it, it kind of to your point that you started off with that technique can have an influence um, and bad technique can drive some funky shots and funky shots can then start to creep into the mental side and, and start to, right. you know, shake your confidence. So yeah. having it a can bleed in from is, your full game too, Lou, right. Is what they're saying. That's the general idea of that too. The full game, oh, you the full see swing that. can bleed yeah. into the chipping. Yeah. hundred um, percent. You know, and then something that was an asset for him in his long game is now a weakness in his short game, you know, yeah. shut a little bit, shut face digging great yeah. for iron striking. Yeah, 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 yeah. We had Hovland on the pod. He said his chipping we did. getting better. Yeah, is his did. chipping still bad on the stats, Lou? Is he still um, down there, or has he shifted up? I the think he's gotten. He's got. He he had a rough year last year, but I think he's better this year. Um, Doesn't yeah. have to worry. He's seventeen greens a day or sixteen. Yeah, like that. <laughs> yeah. Flies it over the top of yeah. uh, leaderboards. <laughs> up other yeah, absolutely. I mean, the, the big takeaway for me, and I, I have seen it through my years of, of, of coaching, and I hate it when I see it. People do drop out. They lose interest. They get fed up with golf because they do have this, um, you know, this thing that just makes them so anxious. And if you do get in that situation... Uh, I don't know if you guys noticed it as well recently. There's definitely more short game coaches around now than there ever used to be, which I love to see. People dedicate their efforts to understanding short game more. Coaching's getting specialised for different parts of the game. Yeah, Yeah, uh, there's plenty of good people you can go out there and see who have plenty of experience in helping people um, with any of the issues you find that you're having. And no disrespect to everyday coaches, there will be some coaches that they're just – like when I was a full-time coach, I wasn't actually that interested in chipping. Like it wasn't something I particularly wanted to do too many lessons. I was much more of a wanted to be a swing coach. Um, uh, so th- at the moment, I think there's plenty of people out there you could go to who could help you. Mark, I don't mind plugging people. I, I, if everyone's, you know, people who want to get better and they want to learn some things from different people who are on in the online community, um, you can take a look at what Short Game Chef is do- doing, Parker McLaughlin. You can take a look at James Ridyard over your way, Mark. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, you've got uh, on the chipping side, I think is, um, uh, what's his name? Gabriel Hirchstead is getting quite a name for coaching as well. Yeah. Um, there's plenty of different people putting content out there. James O is another guy over here in California, I believe. Plenty of people yeah. putting content out for people on Instagram and things like that, that they can take a look at and, and see if they can improve as well. Yeah, absolutely. And I would advise definitely getting a lesson. And if you do get a lesson, asking if they've got what experience they've got in helping people with the problems you're finding, you know, that if you have got anywhere near the yips of your short game, because it shouldn't, 
I haven't met anyone yet that I would say in my life of coaching that I've not been able to make them enjoy their chipping more. I haven't turned them into the best chippers in the world, but I've been able to make them get around and start enjoying it again, just with basic technique changes. You you can shift the needle. Don't it's burying your head in the sand where it'll just get worse and worse and worse and worse. And you'll end up like that pro and start putting around bunkers. <laughs> One of the things I, I've heard in the past, and I've heard it a few times. I'm curious to get your feedback, both of you, um, is people that were struggling with their chipping where they started to get yippy. Uh, practice with one hand and you know both hands, yeah. but one hand on the club at a time. Just do left-handed mm-hmm. only chips, right-handed only chips. Is there anything mm-hmm. to that? Yeah, that's a great yeah. right-handed chips for a right-handed golfer. I love. Greg, do you do? Yeah, that, that's right-handed? what one of my students was doing. He was doing, yeah. but he was just doing practice swings because it can be. If you, I wouldn't do that to a target. I'd just do that, just chipping things down the fairway and just get used to feeling the weight of the club and the flow of the club. Um, because sometimes I think a lot of issues with chipping can come from the transition and that, that can be the anxiety build up and we're going to pull this club down as hard as we, quick as we can. Um, yeah. And you really need the opposite. Sometimes you just need to let it fall down and let it flow down. Uh, and putting your body in a weaker position, which would be one-handed like you're talking about, can really help with that. Um, Definitely gets you your get, body rotating more. Yes, and that's the other like, thing that people don't do very well moving. sometimes. They've got to keep yeah. turning, keep, yeah. keep turning through. Um, it's not just hands and arms. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, Lou, great, definitely. I'm not much for lead hand. I don't do many with lead. It's mainly trail. No. I do it more with. It's very, very difficult lead hand. Um, yeah, it is. It's super. Yeah, hard. very yeah. difficult. We should um, uh, we should get Hovland back on the podcast to talk about his chipping and and then plus member guest is getting closer. So oh, yeah, <laughs> just see, maybe he might want to play. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> our guest Call list all of a sudden is just great yeah. players that potentially live up in the northeast yeah that's all we need <laughs> perfect yeah there you go so if your chip in is struggling don't bury your head in the sand get some help get out there and join it again there is definitely a solution and that's coming from someone who's gone through a little bit of a battle themselves i, I enjoy chip shots now i'm i look forward to them i'm i'm I like them. You can turn the needle around, definitely. Thanks for listening. As always, thanks, guys. You two not struggling with your chipping. That was a bit of a boring one because you're just I'm, listening going, what's he on about? I've never struggled with any part of my game. I yeah. have no oh, idea what no. you're talking about. Just struggle to get, just struggle to get someone to play <laughs> just, with. Yeah. You can't even say that with <laughs> a straight face. need a partner. <laughs> yeah, need a partner. If none of these work out, Greg, it's got to be you. You're the default. So <laughs> yeah, exactly. You got to keep yeah. lining guests up so you don't have to play. <laughs> yeah, I like that. I like that. There we go. Thanks for listening. If anyone knows of any tour pros who could put up with Lou for the members' guest, please help us out. <laughs> it's just sad. That's what the guy said. <laughs> just sad. <laughs>